Run Up the Scores Rankings Month continues this week with wide receivers. We got Tuesday guys and Thursday guys. Some surprises with the Tuesday guys. We got some old wide receiver ones that are now Tuesday guys. We've also got some young wide receivers who are streaking up the rankings. We're going to count down wide receivers 40 through 21 here on Run Up the Score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. You. And Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, we are halfway through rankings month in terms of the number of weeks that have passed and the number of <laughs> positions that we have done. Good. Nice. Something that I only care about, I'm sure, but uh, we're going through wide receivers right now and... Uh, I just uh, we had a request to comment on Josh McCown's top five current wide receivers in the NFL, and the fact they put Julian Edelman, reigning Super Bowl MVP, at number four. Uh, so, thoughts? I respect it. <laughs> I just you know you just got to know that they're doing that, so you talk about it. And now we're talking about it, so that's why he did it. Just wait till for how disrespectful Don was with some of his rankings. With yeah, I'm, yeah I'm much it. more flabbergasted by Don's uh, ranking of A.J. Green than uh, McCown's <laughs> ranking of Julian Edelman. Nice yes. little uh, sneak peek into the episode, Tom, because we will be getting to A.J. Green later on. In but, this episode. <laughs> in this episode, meaning he's not a top 20 option, according to you Don. And me, you alone. <laughs> me alone. Uh, but... Um, we're running down the wide receivers two episodes this week. We got the Tuesday guys 40 through 21. The Thursday guys will be 20 through one. Uh, some some big upsets. I think once again, we've kind of got... Uh, we've got a cat here as well. We've also, yeah, there's also a cat. <laughs> so if you uh, hear a meow, it'll be one of our first guests of season three. 100% trying to make the cat meow. I do want, <laughs> yeah. I do want the cat. She's so cranky because you just you. woke her up too. Yeah. I'm the cat's meow. She's sure. a kitty. All right. So let's uh, let's get into it then. Number forty, somebody who's thought to be the coolest cat in Denver, but his rookie year left some something to be desired, and that's where we've got number forty is where we've got Cortland Sutton. Now I had him at uh, where am I? Forty six. I had him at forty six. Tom, you had him at twenty eight. Scott at forty three. So Scott, you and I are a little closer on this. Tom, I think what I'm looking at with your ranking is you're thinking that this guy steps into somewhat of what Demarius Thomas used to be for this Denver Broncos offense. Yeah, I think he virtually will be that. I don't think he has a lot of competition on the depth chart. You've seen uh, us recommend like FanDuel plays here and there, but Cortland Sutton is the the guy who's going to stick, right? And Emmanuel Sanders and Deshaun Hamilton, they both rule, but they're going to eat into each other. And because he has a purely carved out role with a quarterback that Honestly, sucks, but passes it (laughs) so much. I think that you're going to see an expansion of the passing game. I think that Cortland Sutton is better off with Joe Flacco than with Case Keenum. And I think that this role in this offense is good. We've been talking about Michael Crabtree a lot today. Um, this could be like a Michael Crabtree we need a sort of situation. For him. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to find a new Crabtree, and I think Cortland Sutton gets himself onto that list of guys who are big 
can make themselves fantasy relevant by scoring touchdowns. I'm looking at some of the other guys on this list too. There's some other there's some crabtree crabtree guys. But I think Cortland Sutton is a uh, is a valuable guy. I think he's going to be undervalued in drafts, and I think he'll find himself on a lot of my teams. Yeah, I I think it's possible that he's I, certainly that going I think late him, enough. Yeah, my fear is Joe Flacco. Obviously, I I do think he's a good receiver. Um, one guy a shocking omission for me was Allen Robinson. I just wanted to bring him up. He's Still a fine option, but uh, should we throw us. some respect on some of the names that just didn't make it? I mean, it, really, he was the only one that was much of a standout. Allen Robinson, Tyrell Williams, Nikhil Harry, Paris Campbell, and and Hollywood Brown were all like the next guys on our list. So yeah, I think be, based on what all of that, I think I'm there's frowning. only one rookie on the list. <laughs> I want, I think, I want Paris Campbell on the list. He's but, right you know, there. We can't all get what we want. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tough life out yeah. here sometimes, Tom. I we like do, him a we lot. Do the best we can. Uh, anything else on Sutton before we move on to number thirty nine? A these nuts. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's time to move on. <laughs> number thirty nine, Scott. Your plum pick for rookies last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Dante Pettis. How are we feeling about him this year? I like him, but I think it's going to be spread out. Shanahan always, you know, mixes it up and spreads it the way out. The thing that's scary too is like Kittle just bursting out. That's I think this is an offense that it, it could be one of those tight end driven offenses yeah. through Kittle, like kind of like how the Panthers kind of ran through Greg Olson for a while, yeah, or the Titans kind of ran through Sputtered Delaney Walker. Through Delaney Walker. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like they crawled through Delaney yeah. Walker. They didn't run yet. No. It's so funny because, like, when we were talking about Pettis, like, he's got, like, the prototypical build for a wide receiver in the Kyle Shanahan offense. And we were like, oh, he could end up being the Julio role in this offense. No. George Kittle is playing the Julio role (laughs) in Kyle Shanahan's offense right now. So because of that, we don't have as much confidence in Pettis. Tevin Coleman, who could catch passes. Jarek McKinnon, who could catch passes. Breida, the whole backfield can catch. You draft Debo Samuel. You draft another receiver. Investment in the wide receiver core at the draft. You know, If they knew what they had in Dante Pettis and they loved the crap out of him, which they do, I'm sure. I think so, yeah. That's why he makes the list, really. I, I just think that's why he... I think he... He might not even have made mine, but I think I blame that on Kittle. Yeah, you had him at 42. Yeah. yeah. But he was one of the guys that made me sad because he's a good player. Yeah. Right? But it's just like you can't get him on the list and you, you wish you could talk about him. But right. here we are. So <laughs> Don't worry. He made it for you, Tom. <laughs> uh, so we'll move on now to number 38. And number 38, another young guy. It's uh somebody that I forgot. Christian to Kirk. <laughs> Christian Kirk, yeah. Another second-year guy. Christ, Sorry. Don. Um. <laughs> So Christian Kirk, yeah, like what I like about him is all the reports about the implementation of um, Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Air raid, baby. Have gone well with Christian Kirk specifically. Yeah, like, I've he's heard been that shouted too. out by name, which is always a good thing. But of course, you means know, nothing now. Of but, course, yeah. yeah. But, you know, Christian Kirk, he's got uh, Kyler Murray coming in. That young bond might be quick to develop between the two of them. Um, he's not the only game in town in the passing game, obviously. That's why he's so low on this list. Larry Fitzgerald's still there. David Johnson figures to catch way more passes this season than he did last season. Yeah, I think but Kirk will have an interesting order usage. For an air raid offense can probably produce some some good fantasy football weeks. They're yeah, trying to run more plays than any team in NFL history. He so, went deep a lot, Christian Kirk, as yeah. a receiver. So yeah. he can show up on this list even if he's – Actually, a frustrating fantasy option. He'll just show up because he'll finish here if he scores some in, long uh, touchdowns. Deshaun Jackson style. Yeah, and he's also like a gadget player. They do use him for rushing yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. So I actually have him for some rushing yards, which inflates his uh, 
his final ranking, his For final sure. standing here. And, you know, I didn't give rushing yards to just everybody. And he's somebody that can be used in unique ways, and they will use him in unique ways. So he's an interesting fantasy asset, and he definitely has upside. Like, there's no oh, yeah. doubt about it. He's got that drip of upside. Absolutely. His he dri- can play outside and strong. inside, too. He's dripping ragu. Got all slagging. that drip. Exactly. All that drip. Pettis has actual drip, though, if you've seen him. With the, with the purple. With the, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's awesome. We love him. Golden Tate. You uh, hate him. You hate his guts. You I had his... him 42. Tom loves him so much he's trying to trade him in his <laughs> dynasty league to anyone who will take him. Including Don, me. Don, Robbie Anderson, <laughs> Edo Smith, Golden Tate we really, for, for Mike Evans. We don't need to do this now. We really don't. It's a wide receiver episode. chances are I'm going to say no. <laughs> you don't yeah. like that? That's a good trade. I think Golden okay. Tate, though, stands to have a pretty decent season. They're going to be losing a lot. They're going to have to throw. He's good. He's a good short target, and he does a good job of creating yards for himself. So he's going to be fine. We've I really investigated think so. it on the show, actually, his 40 time, if you remember that. Right. He's actually a little faster than we give him credit for. Yes. I think on the Lions, he played a very specific role. But on the Seahawks, he didn't play that role, right? So it'll no. be interesting to see because Sterling Shepard also operates so much out of the slot. Evan right. Ingram operates so much out of the slot. And I know that they've said things already, but you know we can see a lot of change go on with the Giants' season. And even on Especially opening with day, the younger players. Yeah, like there's going to be a point where things get really ugly for them. And yeah, things yeah, are going to have to change. People are going to move around the field. I think Golden Tate has a wide skill set. Yes. And that he could probably be used in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. And because of that, I actually like him. I think uh, he's a good player to trade with Ito Smith and Robbie Anderson for Mike Evans. <laughs> I think if I was Don, <laughs> I would uh, accept that trade. Don needs some depth, and uh, it could help. But uh, for, for this season in redraft, you know. <laughs> Pick Golden Tate as a potential flex option. You know, don't don't be excited as your WR two anymore. No, he's That's a guy problem. who's gonna fall like hell in the draft, and it's fine. Like pick him if he falls. You yeah, know, right. don't, don't go crazy for Golden Tate. He's probably gonna show up. He's probably gonna finish. You know, in this top forty, I think we've got him ranked pretty accurately. But the Giants, we're gonna have, we're gonna see a lot of figuring it out. Yeah, we'll move on then to as of right now the highest ranked player from any of us. I have him at 18. Tom, Scott and Tom have him at 46. Kenny Here goes Stills. Don, screwing up the consensus. What yeah. I loved about this was Tom was just like, Don's drunk on the Kool-Aid again. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I am. Um, I love Kenny Stills. He's still a really young guy. He's got two different quarterbacks that I think are going to make a concerted effort to give him the ball. He was He's really going to enter camp as their only wide receiver who didn't need some sort of surgery in the offseason. So I think that that's going to make for him to become quick friends with Josh Rosen and or Ryan Fitzmagic. And because of that, I think, you know, a quick bond, he can go deep. So we know Fitzpatrick loves guys who can do that. He can get it done over the middle. We know that Josh Rosen likes guys who can do that. And I just think that he ends up being, I think this is the year. I think this is finally the year. For the Kenny Stills breakout. Kenny Stills and, and Derek not, Henry. Then I'm out 2019. Forever. I think he's definitely closer to 46 than 18 in, yes. my, in my standing. But I think that he could show up in this top 40 for sure. Because yes. of the same way that Christian Kirk, I was saying, will show up because he goes deep and scores. Like you said, Deshaun Jackson does that. And who threw him the ball? Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if Ryan Kenny Fitz- Stills gets a lot of touchdowns. If, if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays, I'll like Kenny Stills a lot more because he's yes. uncork, like just like go for it kind of maverick. What's nice is they are going to be losing too, so he's going to have a lot of opportunity. Yeah. yeah, it's not impossible, obviously, but um, 
you know, a lot of guys I would I was trying to prioritize ahead of him. Me My too. stats for Kenny Stills: seventy-five catches. That means that's a lot for a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Yeah, it's monster year. That's a monster year. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, for Kenny Stills, monster year. I'm surprised that's wide receiver eighteen for you. Actually, that's a big year. I have some receivers throwing down some numbers too, though. The, the league is is just gearing toward yeah. better passing numbers for every team. I very rarely gave out double digit touchdowns in my projections. I, I think you really have to like earn that <laughs> to be projected for that. Yeah, not, that's fair. Not taking anything away from anybody or Kenny Stills particularly, right. but like that needs to be repeatable to be something that you predict because. As you can see, you give someone ten touchdowns, they are gonna skyrocket. Right. Yes. And that's the big deal. Like the guys who score touchdowns as wide receivers, like those are the guys who always end and up. And that's there. why we're looking for another Crabtree because he was just always disrespected in the average draft position. But he always, always had a chance to score double digit touchdowns. So those kind of guys, uh, I'm keeping my eye open for. Yeah. Of course, we love the guys who you can draft a little later, and they have as equal a chance of scoring double digit touchdowns as they do of being out of the league in two years. Because that's where Crabtree is right now. <laughs> yeah. Teamless, and we have no idea if we're going to see him again. Which is sad. So weird. We'll definitely be seeing a lot of Sterling Shepard in the Giants offense, at least by my, uh, or in my This opinion. is another one from you, Don. Yeah, yeah. this is really <laughs> I got him at 21. Scott and Tom, you both had him outside of the rankings. Yeah, I think that's because So if of, it were up to the two of you, we wouldn't be talking about Sterling Shepard at all. Uh, it, you know... That sucks. He's one of those guys yeah, that like I felt bad too. snubbing him, but I'm I like, like him. How many receivers are going to grace the top forty from the Giants? Right. How many touchdowns are the Giants I didn't truly? Think Golden Tate would. How many touchdowns are the Giants truly going to score? How many balls are going to go to Evan Ingram? How many balls are going to go Saquon. to Golden Tate? How many balls are going to go to Saquon? And then you know, how many can Eli actually throw to those guys? <laughs> and how many are they or actually going to score? That's yeah. the thing, and that that's that's where I I let him drift down. Agreed. I only gave him like three touchdowns, and yeah, that's what killed him. Like a productive year, but just not a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. So, I just think he's going to be the number one. He catches and the touchdown. No way is, yeah. Golden Tate is the number one receiver for the Giants this year. Okay. No way. For the, what, I think it'd be What easy. it's really come down to for the receivers is, you know, for the running backs, was it it's was, it was do you catch passes? For right. the receivers, it's do you score touchdowns? That's yeah. really the thing that separates people. And, you know, I don't have Shepard scoring the touchdowns, but Don has him scoring as opposed to Golden Tate. Right. Yeah, it's really just a difference in preference for Shepard or Golden Tate that actually makes them both grace the list. Yeah. There you go. When both could miss it. Easily. Yeah, and and the and you know the rankings update could easily see. Yeah, I mean the Giants as could be guys kind of so bad. Right. A lot of people, for whatever reason, a lot of like the talking heads on TV shows always seem to want to talk about the third year wide receiver leap. Yeah, and I think it's mostly a myth because like Odell and and Mike Evans's worst years were their year threes. Yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, they these guys the, are legends. They, they yeah. were the exception that year. So I, Tyler Boyd's last last year was his third year. True. So, they, so I bring all of this up to say Mike Williams will be going into his third year in the league. Mike Will made it. He missed most of his rookie season. Comes in last year to score touchdowns at an absurd ir- clip, uh, a ridiculous rate. Forty-four catches. 10 did you touchdowns. give him ten touchdowns? I did. Exactly. I, 10. I didn't. I, I think didn't. I gave him nine. I believe I did not give him 10, but I believe that he fits that mold of what I was talking about for a guy who has a double-digit touchdown potential. Like, he's a, yes. a right. good candidate for that. Yes, he is. Especially exiting uh, 
Tyrell Williams from Excuse the offense. Me. Right. And then but the problem is is you add Hunter Henry back into it. So we'll see how the red zone shakes out. Obviously he's a go to target for that area. Yes. He needs more um targets in general. Yes, because for sure. He's he did earned it on them, so though. few, but he has earned it. Yeah. So for me it's it's not an easy rank for him. But I still see him as a valuable yeah. red zone guy. He he's he's in. It's if there's a multiple choice question too. so far for who is the next Crabtree, he is one of them. So yes. I've got he's in there. I've got Cortland Sutton on there. He's a yeah. And now we've got uh, what's his Mike face? Williams. Mike Williams. Williams. So um, <laughs> the next guy coming up could be C also. But anyway, we'll we'll stick with. Uh, I think Mike, Mike Williams, Williams is an unbelievable. Like he's one of those guys that you got to be looking at in best ball leagues. Because like when he blows up, he blows up better than almost any receiver in the league. Yeah, he's his I big mean, games last year were nuts. They they have a good offense, so yeah. they're going to accumulate stats. So over the course of the year, you're going to see him like he's going to make this list. Yeah. and you know he's competing with Hunter Henry, who's coming off of an ACL. Keenan Allen, who's just a notorious non-touchdown scorer. Yeah, right. And so that's why I like I'm highest on Mike Williams as well. But that's why is because I think he's just got. He's really got his his space boxed out very well. This is not the one we'll give you shit for. No, not no. at all. Not yet. Number 33. Uh, you guys are a little higher on this guy than me, but we all did have him uh, in the episode. It looks like I'm the one that pulled him up. It's Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. He doesn't so, have enough yards. Two stats. I agree. <laughs> two stats that stuck out to me, though, were he the first year he was with the Eagles, he was what, WR20. And last year he finished WR twenty six. So if I'm projecting someone to finish in a sixteen game season like Alshon Jeffrey, he's gonna finish inside my WR two range. He's basically a lock to do that in this offense. It's been proven any time he's stepped onto the field. The thing that's awesome about him is his touchdown capability. The guy Correct. scores touchdowns. He does. He doesn't get yards. You're right. He's, but he's a ten touch. He is Michael Crabtree. This I, is. I him was gonna say like he's it. like he's beyond Michael Crabtree in that regard because right. it's all he does. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. He loses out. And, you know, he's not gonna. He probably won't break a thousand yards. He probably won't even break seventy catches. But if he plays sixteen games. I'll bet one of you 10 bucks that Alshon gets 10 He's touchdowns. played 16 games in three out of his seven seasons. Yeah, it's so it's tough. It's dicey, when you're dealing but with when that. he does play, he is very good. But and his health has been you know, always not so great, yeah. but he's played through it more with yeah. the Eagles. Yes. So it, he has a higher likelihood to be on the field these days. I agree. I like Alshon Jeffrey, but and just from a pure fantasy weekly perspective, it sucks because – he can really hurt your team. Oh yeah! And in the games where he's not, no matter score, what side he's playing on, yeah. And in, in the games that he doesn't score, he could go, you know, two for forty. I know. And yep. that is just he not, can have terrible games. It's I know. not going to help. But you like, out. but like I said, what was kind of baked into my projection was like over a sixteen game. I, if you're projecting him sixteen games. He's going to be up there. I understand. His touchdown and I agree, upside's too high. But I just want to throw that one out there. Yeah. A little tidbit. It's a little, worth a little worth morsel. <laughs> the last two years, <laughs> a that little he's, nugget. The last two years that he started all 16 games were 2017 and 2014. In those two seasons, Alshon Jeffrey had 10 touchdowns in 2014 and nine in 2017. So just going along with your point, Scott, if he plays 16 games, he's he's probably going to get 10. Yeah, he's almost a sure thing to get close to 10 touchdowns. We will move on now to number 32, the only rookie on our entire list, and he's there with good reason, McCole Hardman. And he might go climbing a lot. Hollywood higher. Brown didn't make it. Hollywood no. Brown did not make it. He was forty-five. That's your fault, right? Big time, my fault. You ass. 
Deep receiver on a team that doesn't yeah. have a lot of attempts. I know. I pr- I practically fudged the numbers to make him get in on mine. <laughs> I, I, and I he was still 37. He's a damn good receiver. Yeah, I mean, he he could definitely show up. Yeah. Who are we talking about? Nicole Hardman. Nicole yep. Hardman, baby. This is obviously um, a projection with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, what, let's sight, talk about this mind. before we delve into this. What did you guys do with Tyreek Hill? Because I didn't Nothing. project him Nothing. for anything. Okay. Didn't you, can't, anything. you can't yeah. do anything at this point. Right, it's not sure. like Gurley where like he, he's going to still play, but, but you don't his know. Own, his own team is suspending him yeah, right now. So we, we his just, own team doesn't even want him there. We'll await right updates now. on that. You can't obviously just give every Tyreek Hill statistic to this guy. No. So, you know, you give him a few catches, a lot of, like you a fair amount of touchdowns. Yards. I gave him some rushing yards yeah, too. Good, uh, good. But, you know, the good thing with this guy is the offense and the fact that they score a ton of touchdowns and that role of right. Tyreek Hill is open. So where is the ceiling for Hardman? It's it's really non-existent. Yeah. Where is the floor? Nothing. It's, it it's might also scary not be there. as hell because yeah. he's not going to total a lot of receptions. He's not going to get like the Tyreek Hill treatment with you know how we always talk about like five screens, five rushes, five bombs to him. Yeah. Like, he's not going to get that. Right. No. So. Um, He's got upside. There's no doubt about Absolutely. it. We will wait to see what comes of him. But if he's going to start, he's going to sh- he's going to finish on this list. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's the thing is if he's going to go out there and he's going to play 16 games in every snap in the Chiefs offense, he's going to he's going to make this list. And it's worth knowing and it's worth paying attention to. That offense put up too many yeah. points. It's reliable. You know, Chris yep. Conley had five receiving touchdowns last year. So if Tyreek Hill isn't there, McCall Hardman stands to have a great season. Right. And I think we've ranked him very fairly, and I think he's the kind of guy that you can see potentially as we get more news on Tyreek Hill climb as high as into the top 15 and maybe even top 10. Not a full-point PPR kind of guy. No, I don't think so either. I, th- I no. got him for under definitely under 70 catches. Yeah, I think I had him for like 55. But and like I think 70 is kind of like the threshold a thousand total to yards. make you a PPR like beneficiary. In any format, half or full, uh, I think you got to get around the 70 mark. Absolutely fair. We'll move on now to number 31, a more of a household name than really almost everybody that we've said so far, except for Alshon Jeffrey. We've and got Golden Tate. Dra- and Gar- Golden Tate, sure. And Jarvis Landry. We've got it number 31. Uh, we think that the arrival of Odell Beckham. We're all pretty even on him. Huge too. deal. I actually have him at 31. Landry. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you have him at 31. Me and Don both have him at 33. And so. I mean, is he going to get 100 catches? No. Is he going to no. get 90? No. 80? What's nice is that maybe if 80, he's not your number one receiver. 83. Exactly, 83. Yeah, that's what I, I think I had him for like, I think I had him right around the same. I'll have to check. But what's nice for him now is that you can use him in a more inventive way than just playing receiver because you have Odell yep. as your number one. He had 81 catches last year. You can use Jarvis as that jack of all trades and let him do a bunch of different things, let him throw some passes, maybe take some snaps, you know, maybe get some carries and stuff like that. And I think that helps him, his overall success this year. But yep. I think Jarvis is the kind of guy from now on we're going to start to notice, recognize him as more of a really good football player yeah. and maybe not a great fantasy yep. player. And Odell's going to score, gonna score double-digit touchdowns. Well, yeah. And he's one of those guys that you give that to because he does it. And that takes away a lot of opportunity for Jarvis Landry exactly. to be the touchdown scorer. Well, which speaking he, of which. He just weirdly did yeah. one year every yep. week. But otherwise in his career, he, Cutler. Had, he had not been that. His so, touchdown totals are 5-4-4-9-4. Four, four, four. Yeah. so One of those is not like the others. Yeah. And I think even this year, he stands to score more touchdowns just because, like we said, they have Odell. They have all these That's options. That's why I gave him a five. I, I actually gave him seven, and I kind of like it. 
um, but only 80 receptions, and I didn't have him breaking a thousand yards. So that's what makes him, you know, kind of be lower on this list for me. But I gave uh, him six. I think overall he's pretty bankable. He's kind of, yeah. you know, if I had Jarvis Landry this year as a flex option on any one of my teams, regardless of format, really, I think I'd be okay. Well, also, I will just say I won't. Ta- I won't take him. In this is the opposite of true the, what I was explaining before, right? A guy who's going to catch 83 balls is going to be a PPR option. You're going to yes. notice that. Oh, that, yeah. that difference, it doesn't sound like a You're going to feel that. But though, you're going to see that. Yeah. You're right. It's a nice meteor. Because that shows you that that's it's a meaty. guy. It's, it's not a, a morsel. No. <laughs> this is a this is a, a hearty helping oh, God. of PPR points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I can't wait for the all you can eat. <laughs> Who's that going to be, Larry Fitz? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's Zeke. <laughs> Number 30, Calvin Ridley. He is not the only Atlanta receiver we have ranked, but we didn't rank Mohamed Sanu. <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the highest on Calvin Ridley. Uh, Take the lead. I think he was awesome last year. Uh, he showed an ability to really score touchdowns in the red zone and from distance in a three week span. He caught. He still caught like seventy passes over last year, though. So I'm more even excited as about a, that than the as a PPR honestly. threat, though. So that's what I mean. He's like kind of bailing you out with this low floor with this kind of nice floor and has an untapped ceiling as he's shown you he could rip off three touchdowns in any game just ask New Orleans but I think he's going to maintain that low floor that nice floor because of their pass volume and their great offense he's definitely supplanted Sanu and I think he's the second best in this offense and when you're second best opposite Julio a nice thing for them sometimes is everybody covers Julio. Yeah. And the second guy just goes bananas. It's kind of like a Juju Antonio Brown situation. Exactly. They, these guys don't get enough credit for being the best or not the best, or they're not in the discussion enough as the best tandem. And yeah. I think in the Agreed. future we can see that uh, entering a more mainstream conversation. For now, he's a little bit of a, a hidden gem. Agreed. But I have him sat out good basically value. as, you know, I think a, a, a more robust yardage total for him this year because he's just going to be more involved from the get-go. But around the same touchdowns, around the same receptions, I think we saw a really good like base from him. He's a young player, but yeah. he's not that young. Right. So he know he knew that when coming into the team, he has to be like, I have to be already at that NFL level right. or my career is not going to be that long. Because the the age investment is an odd one with him. Yeah, because he played all four years of college. Yeah. So he was ready. Yeah, I think he stays ready this year too, and you could bank on him as a flex play as well. That's what I'm looking at him as. I don't know that he'll be like – I'm not going to draft Calvin Ridley to be in my starting lineup, but if I feel like I can get a good deal on him as my wide receiver four, yeah, and if Julio, I'm yeah, we, feeling great. We were just, we were just Julio having a conversation any about him at the bar today. Yeah, exactly. Calvin Ridley. We were like, not not your WR2, but you know, I, he's a fine, fine in yeah. the mix for the flex guy. Yeah. Number 29. Um, I feel like no level of excitement for this guy right now. Um, you know, we've, we've got the bet of this guy or the field. Uh, it's Corey Davis. So I, we have the bet Corey Davis or the field. For the, He's starting to grow on me, guys. I hate him. I he just didn't hate catch any, 70 when balls When is he going to do something? I just don't like anyone on the Titans. He caught 70 sucks. balls last year. No, I know. And, you know, and if Mariota does a, anything in a prove-it year, it's going to be through Davis. It's going to have to be through Davis. He's their best playmaker uh, through the receiving game, obviously. And, you know, like you said, this is a third-year receiver that can make a big jump. This was a guy who was a top-five pick. He, and, he had 65 catches last year. 65. Okay, so he's close to 70. Yeah, I have I have him for seventy. I had him in a actual uh, tie with Alshon Jeffrey. Four touchdowns in the accumulation of points, 
And um, you know what? I gave him the the point one. I just gave him an <laughs> extra gave him yard, boost? An yeah, extra rush, one yard, yard. and uh, I, I I moved him up. I threw some respect on his name play, in right? that in that respect. But you know, he doesn't. The Titans' offense just doesn't excite me. He I could know, definitely have They're terrible. And from a weekly standpoint, you know, the game we play, he could have these weeks that bomb your team as well. So the, yeah. those kind of guys, while they show up on this sheet, I don't necessarily love to have them on my team or even on my roster. Yeah, I think a lot of, you know, in a lot of our thinking has kind of always been we we always kind of end up with a lot of our receivers like all of our teams have three receivers kind of in the top 15 mm-hmm. and then these kind of deep dives that we like on our bench. So, you know, in our top 15 is going to be wildly different from other people's. So, you'll see how we'll be able to get all of them and <laughs> and figure that yeah. out, but uh, you know, we'll we'll find that's how we do it. You know, we find the value and we pick it. So, we are not feeling like we're getting burned week to week with we're having to roll out Corey Davis and, and these other guys. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with him. He's no. good. It's probably uh, Mariota, the team, and everything else that's been bad over there. They're stuck in that middle because they like make the playoffs and stuff. It's just that yeah. they're weird. They're weirdly set up for success, but they don't necessarily succeed. If I went, you know, like I could see myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great way to put it. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah, so I don't know. They succeed. They kind. They succeed enough, like in spite of their coaching and everything. Yeah, uh, they they keep falling forward because their team's actually good. Yeah, it's enough. Yeah, enough, enough yeah. on the Titans. All right, let's they go to piss the- me off. So pissed. DJ Moore is number twenty-eight. We'll move on to a, I like a team him. that's just so easy to peg: the Carolina Panthers. I had fun doing DJ Moore. Yeah, I like he's DJ uh, Moore. he's going to be interesting. I like this DJ year. Moore too. Second year guy. Um, we got a lot of second year guys in this list today. Yeah, it's a. I mean, but it's a. It's, it's a young, young man's position. Young position. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've got him just at that seventy-five mark, where it's like you could be the number one option with right. that reception total. I've got him for a thousand yards, six there. touchdowns. I think. I like. He that. can pull it off. I think he can be a thousand yard guy. There's a lot of thousand yard guys in the NFL. Cam Newton feeling good at the end of last year when DJ Moore supposed to be coming on. Cam Newton feeling bad. Yeah. So yeah. With, hopefully at this new intersection of you know feeling good. It reflects on DJ Moore's Agreed. fantasy value, and I th- that's why I give him a little bit of a boost around there. Six right. touchdowns, nothing crazy. Uh, you know, they get it the tight end. Any back. rushing for him too? Is I didn't give him any rushing. I gave him a little rushing. I think he'll be involved. They did. With it. They Same did. with Curtis Samuel. They'll yeah. both run a little bit, so that gives him a little boost in the season long long rankings, as you said. I really like his upside. I think the guy can really hit a long play on anybody, and he's actually a pretty good receiver in like the shorter First range. First receiver as well. off the board in that draft. Yeah, so like let's not forget that too. You know, it's, yeah. it's important to know, and yeah. it's it's something that can show as a guy who can really take a leap. Christian McCaffrey or, D- or uh, DJ Moore, who leads the Panthers in catches this year? Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I just had a feeling. All right, so we'll move on now to number twenty-seven, and we've got Marvin Jones. Our all-time boy. Oh, yeah. Jones. I, I wanted him to wind up somehow. I had him at 27. Tom, you had him 25. Scott, you had him 31. Yeah, I disrespected him. Sorry, guys. I think, up, I think he and Kenny Galladay, who emerged at the end of last year, can truly coexist. I think they're both going to be fine. I think they both complement each other very well. They're yes. both great deep threats. So, you know, the schemes that the Lions are going to be able to put out on the field are going to be Galladay, great. Galladay, also a good inside receiver, too. So I like they, them. They won't, like, they'll both be able to play at the same time a lot. Yeah. I like them both. And you're hearing now that Matthew Stafford played, played with a practically broken back last year. Yes. Awesome. So, I mean, the 
I, it's going to be a Matthew Stafford year for me a little bit too. I think. Oh yeah, you know, I like that. I think I had him like in my top twelve quarterbacks. He did really, really bad last year, and people are going to remember that. So that's the kind of guy we like, who's yep. generally a top uh, QB one. Always every year of his career, here. except one year, and people are going to be pissed at right. him. So and last think, year and two years ago when he was really great, it was tied to Marvin Jones, who yeah. was standard came wide on, like, receiver one three yeah, or this four is, that year. This is a great option uh, for the the Crabtree contest. And honestly, oh, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Kenny Galladay. He does it a lot differently than Crabtree though. <laughs> yeah. Cause he can hit it. From He's a sideline owner. Yes. Like you can run that nine route with man him. catch Marvin, man catch Marvin. He, he does a lot of things that we like. Um, obviously he's going to go a lot later than Galladay who I also like before that reason. I'm pretty interested in Marvin Jones. I you know, know. Yeah, uh, 25 is a nice spot for him for me personally. And he's not going to go as wide receiver. You know, twenty five or where we have him is twenty seven. Yeah, he, in drafts. He's gonna go much well, later. You know where he's yes. gonna go, which is awesome for people who listen to this podcast and care about fantasy football. He's gonna go in the middle of that like quarterback and like tight the end roster runs. filling round. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna go in the rounds you can get him. And that's you that's can really where you, get him if you, you want nail him. a flex option like this. Oh, and yeah. it's gonna make your and team so much better. Whole season. Yeah. So Marvin, Marvin Jones, Jones as a flex option this year. Oh baby. Yeah, yes. Marvin Sign Jones is Marvin Jones is what I'm interested in. I yeah. like I like him here. Twenty five feels a nice guy who me. scores touchdowns like this too it's worth bringing up again he scores touchdowns when he plays and when you know if he's going to play 16 games he's going to climb this list yeah and i know they've committed to saying they're going to run the ball and stuff but i mean you throw deep balls to this guy and galladay off of play it's action the red zone off too. of play action man. come on man marvin With hawkinson man <laughs> marvin jones five <laughs> touchdowns in nine games last year he had nine in a full season in 2017 as well so, so he was pacing he's just toward killed nine again the yeah yeah he's a high-end uh red zone guy and yeah. a great yards per reception if yep. you still have that up it'd be nice to know as well 14 and a half last year 18 and he led the league oh, in 2017. oh, oh, oh baby that was a magical his year his first yeah. season with detroit he averaged 16.9 yards yeah, so like, just catch. don't so forget that this guy been a monster ever since he got to Detroit. He awesome. has the potential to be the number one option in that offense. Yes, yes and if he does, it doesn't have to be yep. Galladay. No, number twenty six. I have him at twenty six. Scott, you have him at twenty seven. Tom at twenty nine. Sammy Watkins. Now, it's too tough so far. If he didn't tell us Tyreek Hill, tell us if you're going to play. I don't want to keep talking about Sammy Watkins. I'd rather have Tyreek Hill just come back. Yeah, just give us the news. Or at least just tell us either way so we can move on. Sammy Watkins is a tough one to peg down to. But you know what? I gave him some respect in the touchdown category. uh, 16 games? He's played 16 games once. It was his rookie year. Wow. Yeah, well, here's the thing. His career high for catches is 65. When he played for for the Rams – he played that X receiver role. Yeah. And he literally was a good red zone option for yes. them. So I think that when this dude plays, he does damage. I think he can play as a red zone option for the Chiefs in yes. that same role. Like, because if Michael Hardman is going to be Tyree Kill, let Sammy Watkins be Sammy Watkins of what he's done. We don't need him going right. like berserk and hurting himself. If he can just. He will anyway. Yeah, that's true. But it's, it's also like Travis Kelsey, not like an elite red zone option no. despite the fact that he is an elite 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 there's tight end. room for touchdowns so i think sammy Watkins, with that experience of being that red zone target guy can be a really good red zone target guy for a quarterback who's going to throw nearly 50 touchdowns some say and yeah some they got to go to somebody right? i got him so for I, nine i yeah. got him for nine touchdowns 
Uh, I'll have to check and I'll chime in on it, but that's how I feel about him. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I think he really, you know, much like we love Damian Williams, anyone stepping into an offense like this where you're locked in. Me too. Where you're locked into a target share like this, you know, if Tyreek Hill isn't there, Sammy Watkins is the number one receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs. That matters. That's that's worth a fourth round, fourth fifth round pick. If you're able to get him there, you know this is a kind of guy. That's a scary. Pick, it's though. it's a really scary proposition to have Sammy Watkins be that guy. Not you know, I'd give a I'd probably I'd probably wait for Michael Hardman later personally, but the upside will be there for both of these guys if if Tyreek Hill isn't there, and both of these guys could finish as you know WR twos, maybe even WR ones if Tyreek Hill doesn't play. Yeah, it's scary as hell though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is what makes it fun. (laughs) That's what makes it great. (laughs) Number 25, Robert Woods. I am respectful and slanderous out of the two of you. I mean, we both had him top 30. He is a Thursday guy. He had an amazing year last year. You had him as barely a Thursday guy. He's a Thursday guy. He had an amazing (laughs) year last year, and I think a lot of it, not all of it, but the reason that it was amazing and not just great is the absence of Cooper Cup. And what he had to do for that team right. with that. And that being said, Robert Woods is really good. I'd love to have him on my team. I just happen to have him as the third-ranked Rams receiver. So like, do I. Yeah, I have all three of them in my top 20. That's why. I'm I not think. kicking any Rams receivers out of my fantasy team. No. You know? No. I'll, they're all welcome. Broad statement there. But I prefer. Take Josh Reynolds, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone dropped him in a dynasty league and picked him up. Nice. Yeah. It's a great guy to have. Yeah. Great guy to have. Yeah. I think, you know. You, you start to hear that Todd Gurley might not be used as much, so maybe they lean on the pass game a little bit more. And if they do, all three of the Rams receivers are going to be top 20 options. I do agree with everyone that I think Bob Woods probably takes the biggest leap back because Cooper Cup is so dynamic as a touchdown scorer for yep. the Rams, and Brandon Cooks is so dynamic as a chunk yards gainer that Bob Woods is kind of left in this middle ground of doing everything pretty good but nothing too dynamic. Right. So I can see him being the one taking a back seat, but I can also see them throwing more than they ever have yeah. and all of them being very viable options, right. which they were when they were all playing last year. They're all great. The one thing like we one of the things we always bring up on the show is the Rams change their game plan based on the defensive tendencies of the team that they're currently playing. Right. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But I am saying that I think that affects Robert Woods way more than it will Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup. Right. I think I, I think, think that's just kind of like how I look at it. I think we're all in the same line of thought. I really did put all three Rams receivers though with like the same stuff, except Cooks had way more yards than the other two. Right. Yeah. And I think Cup had a slight edge in touchdowns. Yeah. Cup's the touchdown guy. Yeah. It's any given. He's a, which is he's a Thursday so guy. It's any given. The mule day with those guys. Right. You yes. know? So. Like Robert Woods fun. will have wide receiver one weeks this season. As yes. No as doubt, he's he could be a wide receiver one. Yeah, he was it's last just year. hard to right. say that the evidence shows that he's going to do that again. Yeah. Number twenty-four, Larry Fitzgerald can absolutely be a wide receiver one this year. He catches the ball a lot, a lot. And if you're going to be like we said before, same thing with Christian Kirk. If you're going to be running all these plays and and throwing the ball as much as you claim you're going to. Who better to rely on for a nice volume role 90. 
Then Larry, oh yeah, I got him up at 95 catches, barely scraping a thousand yards with those 95 catches. But he's going to be moving chains. He's going to be catching balls all season. He's going to be a little viable in the red zone. I think I have him like six or seven touchdowns, which is a fine year. We've got him similarly ranked. Too. It's it. We have to. There's basically yeah. no way we don't because it's pretty obvious. Like, Don has him 24. You have him 24. I have him 25. It's yep. pretty. His stat line. It seems obvious to me. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's going to return to form a little bit. He's going to be a reception catches, guy. A little bit over a thousand and six touchdowns. I'm for a thousand, so yeah. we're all right yep. there around a thousand. And honestly, he starts the season a little hot usually. So I think always uh, a good week one guy. If you're in a big like you know trade heavy league or something, you might be able to get a nice little boost with him and then yes. sell yeah. him to the highest bidder Absolutely. after that. And then get him back at the end of the year because he typically finishes strong too because he never knows when he's <laughs> going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to make, got to leave it all out there. But the thing is also, and I, I say that also because they have a lot of rookies in there and those guys are going to get more comfortable right? Uh, or just rookies and young players. They're going to get more comfortable as this season goes on with this new offense. Larry Fitzgerald, the consummate yeah. Murray professional. Murray has to rely on him though. Yeah, but the consummate professional like this guy, even if it's a new system, he's gonna be he, out there coaching. He him already up. knows it. He's right. already oh, coaching yeah. the coaches, probably, <laughs> yeah. right? So I imagine that he will start out strong, and he has done that before. I think he's older than his head coach. He he's wiser. It's close. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm interested in Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. and I hope to see him slide. Oh, he's dropping in in Good. mocks right now. His ranking on Good. fantasy pros is like he's like WR forty. I'm like, Good. please, he's dropping like a month old fly. Give him to me, please. He's always dropped. Yeah. There was like only one year he got proper respect. Yeah. Only. Ever. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And it was that after the year he finished WR3. That's why. Well, that's what usually what happens. Number 23, Robbie Anderson. I'm the highest on him. Take I had the floor, him at 15. Don. I love him. He him, finished so strong last him, year. Golden Tate, Ito Smith <laughs> for Mike Evans. It's not happening. Come on. Sign it over. No. Don. Talk but, about him, Don. I mean, he's, you love him. He came on so strong. He and Darnold really clicked. They've got receivers that can take attention away from him. He doesn't get the respect of like an elite level talent receiver yet. And so I think he could really storm the gates to start this season and kind of establish himself for the third year in a row now as a very good vertical passing option. Yep. He had a really strong end of 2017. He had a really strong stretch last season. I think he's due for another one this year. And I think. More so than the last two years, only, he's going to be able to sustain. Only it this issue and why I'd, I can't have him that high. He's not a touchdown guy. I'd he's like to see him six or seven. He's going to get I you have. six or seven. I think he's going to chunk up yards. Probably get you over a thousand this year. I, I think finally this is the year he goes over a thousand. We're on the same page. But but you know I think six or seven touchdowns and that's why he doesn't make it that far up my list. But I do like him. I do think that. He's the he's definitely the yeah. best Jets option. Having Le'Veon is great. Having Herndon back and after the first two weeks when he's suspended will be great. And all these different options, like you said, Donald Crowder was a great point. Yeah, I have him for eleven hundred and six. 70 catches, I'd like to see that go higher. Dude, I'd like to see more. 74, 1106. <laughs> I'd like to see more receptions out of the guy. I'd like to see them throw him the ball uh, like they were doing when Bryce Petty was finishing out the season and they were just peppering him. Oh, he my can, God. He can be that possession Why receiver. Why can't they give that to us I again? don't know because they have these games with Robbie where he has one catch, you know? So it's like. God, just but not at the end of the. Year, I know, right? I know, I know. So they, I, so there's the reason, hope is they kind of figured it out yes. and going forward. There's reason to be hopeful. Yeah, and I, His I would love to see. Will be able to be. A I just higher. one of the things that I was thinking about when I was going through these guys up was: Have we seen this guy's best season ever yet? 
No way. And if not, is he in a position to get to there? Reach that. And I don't think we've seen his best season yet. And I think he's in a position to give it to us this year. And that's you're where my ranking right. kind of came in. That's where my thought. Well, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have opportunity to get yeah. him if you value him that high because he's another guy who's going late enough. Yeah. For, you know, he's probably more like the seventh or eighth round at this yeah. point. Like I if gotta, I'm and if I'm in that range and I see him, and I still don't have a starting quarterback. Well, guess what? I'm waiting on quarterback another round. Oh, because you're I want on him. quarterback. Forever. I'm working on my. I'm starting to begin my draft day for dummies uh, oh, yes. research. So I'm I'm digging through the rounds and seventh or eighth round, very affordable yeah. for Robbie. Number twenty two is Tyler Lockett. Tom, you have the floor. <laughs> Tyler Lockett, folks. He's going to go into the Doug Baldwin role. He's going to be very, very, very much used. I also have rushing yards for this guy. The cat is awake. I have some rushing yards for him because they give him the ball. They use him. They use him as like this gadget receiver. He can do truly anything on the football field. They can also keep him running those deep routes. Obviously, they have DK Metcalf for that. And David Moore not so bad at that himself. But Tyler Lockett's game is multi-dimensional. Yes. He doesn't really have very many flaws. He's a young fella, and he's going to do very good for fantasy this year. I, I he's agree. He's been. That relationship that he had with Russell Wilson last year was so perfect that it's really hard to say that he's not set up for success. Agreed. Before Baldwin retired, he was the number one guy that I was going to say he cannot repeat exactly what he did. He's going to be worse than last year. But then Baldwin, Baldwin retires, you can't use that take anymore because they have to use him, and they're going to use I him. I think his touchdowns naturally will dip just because he did catch, I believe, 10 or 11 last year, which – is insanely high. Ten he had. And if you're going to be relying on him on, on a more consistent basis, it's just a little less likely that he'll score a lot of touchdowns. But luckily you have DK Metcalf, a big target, and you have uh, David Moore coming back too, who actually was pretty solid. Yeah. So I think those guys will supplement Lockett well enough that he'll be able to get open. And he's going to have these Doug Baldwin games where he catches eight balls for 80 yards and he maybe snags two touchdowns. And I agree with you. I had him at 21, so I did have him on this episode. But – Right on the cusp, and I think if you can get Tyler Lockett, even as your wide receiver two this year, I think you're in fine shape. Yeah, I've met wide receiver 16, which surprised me, but I didn't really want to back off of it after I, you know, filed it out, looked at it. I said, hey, you know what? It's probably going to be somewhere around that. I only have him with eight touchdowns, too. Here's my problem. In his four years, his highest reception total was last year. He had 57. He's gonna get. He had more targets in 2017 than he did in 2018. It's that's that's gonna. I know it's gonna change, but how much quality of target in that offense has gone from this throw happy offense behind a crap offensive line to a run first team who really takes advantage through the air. You know, like the difference between that year that you said where he had more targets and less receptions, the offensive efficiency literally just did a complete 180. He's the guy who's gonna get into that 70 range as well. And if Agreed. he can go above that, he's looking at wide receiver one territory. That's why I'm comfortable still having him outside of wide receiver one stuff. Yeah. Obviously, that yeah. would be a big uh, claim to stake and say, Tyler Lock is a wide receiver one. We had, I, it could I had happen. Baldwin I mean, like people, six or seven people last year. hated Baldwin before they liked him. Yeah. He was like a, a wide receiver one that pissed people off. Yeah. But we were like, I love Baldwin. You yeah. know, people don't like him and he's really good. So that's <laughs> that's so, why we love him. Yeah. <laughs> Great so, for us. I think that same sort of thing can happen with Tyler Lockett. Yeah. And if people want to keep disrespecting it, let, let them. You know, I, I think he's a very talented guy. Only think, other thing same, too. Like the thing with Robbie Anderson. Have we seen Tyler Lockett's best year? Maybe because he scored a lot of touchdowns, but was he like 
I wasn't no. his best. I just that's not here. That's yeah. not that his best. doesn't make self. you a best. Yeah. I'd love to see a 100 target yeah, that's season not his, for him. That's not his best. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Give him 150 yeah. targets like Doug Baldwin got. And I don't think he can handle it. Let's see what Lockett can handle. Yeah. Yep. Number 21. Uh, My bad, guys. AJ Green. Slander. This is you. Scott, cool. you had him 12. Tom, you had him 17. I had him 37. How? In the <laughs> hell? Because I only projected him to play 12 games. And because still, to this day, his best season was his rookie season. And I think I'm kind of hitting the A.J. Green's overrated button here. Fine, but... Um, I don't think he's the best receiver on his own team anymore. He's been a WR1 a bunch. He's been hurt a bunch. Basically, like I'd like to see the percentages of, of weeks that A.J. Green has finished as a WR1 for the weeks that he's played. Probably higher than almost every single receiver in the NFL. Which is why I had him so high. I couldn't disrespect him. I just couldn't do it. I, I get why he did because he didn't. He really hasn't played a lot of games. It's like he plays a full season, he misses six games. He plays a full season, he misses ten games. Who knows? But when he does play, last year when he did play, he was wide receiver six. Tyler Boyd was still wide receiver twelve. They can sustain both of these guys within this offense. So if AJ Green's healthy and he's playing and he's available in the second or third round, I still think he's worth it. I think some people hate him like Don does, and that will help you draft him in certain situations. Yeah. Um, am I excited to draft AJ Green? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that for sure. Uh, but sexy, but he's a WR one. Yeah, uh, and you know, in that one game, we were joking around about this when we discovered Don's ranking of AJ Green. In one game, he had uh, like a forty burger, so that's like right. a one third of the way to wide receiver thirty seven. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's just a fishy thing when you, you're uh, projecting people for games played as well. Obviously, that's going to lop his projection and throw him down. Oh yeah, especially I've got him for sixteen. Do I think he's probably going to play sixteen? Probably not, right? No, I mean, probably, probably not. not. But if he plays 16, I believe that he's a really good option. I believe he's a top yes. 20 option. And it's funny, I have uh, Tyler Lockett one spot ahead of him. Tyler, Bo- Tyler Boyd. Tyler Lockett. Oh, Lockett, yeah. yeah. And oh, then you have I, Boyd one behind him. And then him. I have Boyd That's one behind him. Yeah. He's in a Tyler sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> um, that'll do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the end of the list. Um. <laughs> For now, we've, we're coming back with 20 through number one on Thursday. I uh, just wanted to mention, I think, I don't know if we mentioned it, but Will Fuller was also off our list. And I think he kind of lines up with A.J. Green, where yeah. the fact that he's probably going to miss time himself is what got him off the list. Which that is, is true. Yeah. Yes, but Will Fuller, very dynamic option yeah. when playing. Yeah. yeah, he's interesting. If you can get him for a cost that you're comfortable with paying and you understand that you need an option behind him that you can be able to play when he probably gets hurt, then fine. Not a guy but, to look for if you're going early on quarterback. And yeah, no. Such. Yes, absolutely not. But we will be back with our top 20 wide receivers. Where does Eldale Beckham land now that he's a Brown? Where does Julio Jones land now that, you know, it, he's is he going to score touchdowns, all that stuff? Um, we got a lot to get to, so we will see you all on Thursday for the top 20 wide receivers. Tom's on Twitter, at HillierFF. Scott's at WagsFF. I'm at Why So Serious. The show is on Instagram and Twitter, at RutzFF. We'll see you for the top 20 wide receivers. Keep scoring.